Welcome to Alessia's Divine Comedy, a journey through Dante's masterpiece, a read-along podcast hosted by me, Alessia Cesana Harris. This is episode 32, Inferno, Canto 32esimo, the second day, late afternoon. Something that fascinates me about this poem is how some days I read a chapter with very little in it that is worth saying and I'm really struggling not to just publish a three minutes episode while other times, like yesterday, we have these rich transitional passages full of meaning rather than action. We are now in the final bit of hell, the ninth circle and I've gone and turned the chapter on all my web pages that I use for filling in the gaps in my own knowledge. And I'm loving the title in the Columbia Project, setting the scene like in We Are in Game of Thrones. And indeed, you might say that Dante set the scene for Game of Thrones because there was a rich contemporary tradition about the symbolism of weather. We have already mentioned the isolated Cositas from the name of the, fun of the five rivers in the Hades. And one hypothesis for that might be just the sheer size of it. I don't know. I know that Dante has made some mistakes before, so there is no way of telling whether he was just confused or he was trying to convey something intentionally. Either way, it is the home of traitors and those who committed complex frauds. In a way, betrayal is defrauding the people who trusted you, so it's all connected. There are four descending rounds in this circle, all named after people who committed this sin. Caina, after the biblical Cain, for traitors to blood relatives. Antenora, after Antenor from the Iliad, for traitors to the country. Ptolemia, after Ptolemy, the governor of Jericho, who murdered his guests in the first book of the Maccabees, for traitors to guests. And Judaca, after Judas Iscariot, for the traitors to masters and benefactors. So the canto itself starts with an invocation to the muses by Dante the narrator, who needs help to describe the sights, as if on cue for me to have an immersive experience of the canto, a windy storm has just erupted during an already cold afternoon, just as I began to read. Dante declares that he doesn't have a harsh and scathing writing style despite some prior examples of it in this poem, and then proceeds to make use of it anyway. He tells us that it would have been better for the sinners in this circle that there would have been sheep and goats on earth. The animalistic reference will come back throughout, as well as the harsh sounds that go with them. The first two people we see are introduced by someone else as the son of Alberto of the Val Bizenzio, and so the Counts of Mangona, uh, whom this person says are the most deserving of being in that place after comparing them to a fair few people. They killed each other in a dispute over their father's inheritance sometimes in the 1280s. Before we look into the other characters mentioned, I guess it's worth looking at who is speaking, even though he'll introduce himself after all that. It's Alberto Camicione de Pazzi, and he was one of the Pazzi Valdarno near Florence, which is a different family from the Pazzi of Florence, and he killed a relative of his own, um, Ubertino, in a betrayal in order to obtain some fortresses that they held together. 
He says he's waiting for another relative, Carlino, to come down to hell with a worse sin than his own, so that he can feel better about himself. Carlino's sin will be that he betrayed the, a whole white Guelph stronghold to the blacks for money. So, the other folks mentioned here are Modred, who killed King Arthur and was also slain by him, as recounted in the old French epic La Mort d'Arthur. And the shadows in hell still bear the hold created by Arthur's blow, which was so perfect a ray of sunshine shone through. Then we see Van de Cancellieri of Pistoia, whose nickname was Focaccia, who was a white Guelph, reputed for killing a fair few of his relatives on the black side. Lastly, we hear a mention of Sassolo Mascheroni, who is obstructing Camicione's view, and who we are told was from Florence, so Dante wouldn't know about him. That's a shame, because hardly anything can down to us, not even the sin that led him there. We can expect also that Francesca's husband, who was predicted by her that he would be punished for a graver sin than she was, would be found in the circle from his death in 1304. Dante is scared by the sight of these people suffering in the ice water and says that whenever he sees any ice when he's out in the countryside, he still shudders. And the heavy passage is interrupted when we are told he hits someone hard in the face. So the person cries out, why do you trample me unless you come to increase the vengeance of Montaperti, why do you molest me? And this sentence will give us enough to know who he was. Montaperti is not a person, but a place, and more specifically the site of a battle in 1260, at which allegedly a Florentine who betrayed, uh, betrayed the Guelph troops of his city to the Ghibellines of Siena. His name will be revealed to us by another damned, as being Bocca degli Abati, which is also a common crossword question. Anyway, the episode involves a rather crude fight with Dante, who seems to have found in himself some fire that he hasn't shown before, perhaps because we are crossing the invisible border to the ring of the political betrayals, and of course that must have been really close to Dante's heart. It goes as far as using some violence, as well as threatening to defame him on her. Bocca goes, oh, what else? And tells him that if he is intent on defaming anyone, he shouldn't forget the names of the one who betrayed his identity and a number of others. The first one who quote-unquote betrayed Bocca was Buoso da Duera. He was a Ghibelline who, entrusted by Manfred's like, command to hold the high passes near Parma against the invading army of Charles of Anjou in 1265, apparently accepted a bribe in order to let the Guelph forces reach Parma without a fight. Then we have Tesauro de Beccheria, who was the abbot of the Benedictine Gabbi e Vallombrosa. He was accused of treacherously assisting the Ghibellines, who were, had been banned from Florence in 1258, to re-enter the city and was then beheaded for betraying her. The next person is Gianni de Soldanieri, he was also a Ghibelline, but he joined the popular uprising against the Ghibelline leaders of Florence just after the defeat and death of the great Ghibelline leader Manfred at Benevento in 1266, so he was guilty of betraying his own party. Then we have Ganelon, who we discussed already yesterday, who betrayed Charlemagne's rear guard at Ansvold in 7, 778. 
Lastly, we see the Baldello Zambrasi of Faenza, another Ghibelline, who betrays his fellow Ghibellines of Bologna, who, having been exiled, had taken refuge in Faenza. In 1280, the Baldello opened the gate of the city just before dawn to a war party of Bolognese Guelphs, so that they might avenge themselves upon their fellow citizens. And the Baldello himself died in a, a completely different battle in 1282. Then Dante will move away from the scene with Bocca and see two more people in what I find a really traumatizing image that I don't want to think about. Despite the cannibalistic scene reminiscent of the episode of the death of Tydeus and Melanippus, Dante is willing to give the sinners a fair hearing and let us judge whether his wrath was justified. So we lend the canto with this hope that for once actually introduces us to the theme of the first part of the next one rather than just being an abrupt end. But before we go, an observation from Hollander pointing out to us the obvious. Virgil has not said a single word all canto. I wonder why that is. Anyway, bye! Thank you for listening to today's episode of Alessia's Divine Comedy, A Journey Through Dante's Masterpiece. Thank you also to Alexander Nakarada for the music, which is fun for ten or adds if it was not meant as a Roman numeral, and is available in the public domain. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alessia underscore Sheik or on my blog www.sheikandcatholic.com.